Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for Tuesday, the 18th of October. Flyers will be back in action tonight. First road game of the season. They're in Tampa to take on the Lightning, the 1-2 and two Lightning. More on that in just a moment. Tomorrow night, first back-to-back of the season, they'll take on the Florida Panthers. Then Saturday, they'll take on the Predators. And Sunday, return back home to take on the San Jose Sharks. So Tampa, going to three cup finals in a row, looking to make it a fourth. Didn't win the cup last year but looking to rebound from that. But they've lost a couple of key guys, Palat, and you look at Ryan McDonough. Can Tampa sustain and get to another cup or make another pronounced long run in the playoffs? They've played a lot of hockey over the last three years. This year, not off to the best start. Uh, One and two on the season, played three games. Uh, They lost to the New York Rangers last Tuesday, the 11th of October, a week ago tonight. Uh, Three to one was the score of that game. All these games on the road, by the way, and they beat Columbus. In Columbus, 5-2, to two, and then they lost in Pittsburgh, 6-2. to two. So they started off the season with a three-game road trip, and it's the Flyers in Tampa tonight for their home opener at Amelie Arena. So big game tonight for the Flyers. And like I said, Tampa's a team that's lost a few pieces in the offseason, and it's harder and harder year in, year out to sustain that level of play that level of being able to keep the group together and when pieces leave, replace them. And then also with all that hockey being played, that takes a cumulative toll as well. And you look at you know the three years that they went to the cup final, the first year in the bubble, shortened off season, and then another long season, a lot of hockey, all the way to the final again, which ended last year even a little later than it normally does. And then you pick up this season with regular timing. So we'll see if there's a cumulative effect of that. I mean, they still have some unbelievable players. Obviously, Stamkos, he's leading the way. He's off to a great start. In those three games, he's got four goals and an assist for five points leading the way. Nikita Kucherov yet to get a goal on the season, but three assists uh, with three points, second in scoring, Braden Point. Good to see him back uh, with Tampa as well. Dealt with some injuries last year in the playoffs. Uh, He's got two points for the team, including a goal, Corey Perry who's 110 years old, uh, is still getting it done. Three games, two points for him. Hedman up there as well. Sergachev and uh, obviously the all-world goaltending of Andre Vasilevsky. That is still intact. You're talking about a goalie there in Vasilevsky who is clearly in his prime, still not even an old guy at this point. I mean, his numbers are eye-popping when you look at what he's done already at just 28 years of age. He was picked in the first round, 19th overall back in the 2012 draft, and his numbers are stunning. His playoff numbers, even more stunning under the highest pressure. So far this season, he's played in two of the three games. Uh, he did, he was in goal for the win against Columbus on the road. He's given up a total of five goals, two five four goals against average, and a 925 save percentage. But in his career, he's played in 367 games, started 357 of them. His numbers... goals against average and a 9.19 save percentage. 28 shutouts in his career as well. Uh, So when Vassie's there, they got a shot. One of the toughest goalies to beat in the NHL because of all the elements of his game, his technical abilities, his play reading abilities, his absolute stunning athleticism at times, and also the fact that he's just so cool under pressure. And he's a big man, 6'3", 220-pounder, Covers a lot of net and really moves unbelievably well. Uh, so to be a tough spot uh, to deal with 
Andre Vasilevsky, and the Tampa Bay Lightning in Tampa. First road game of the season. Flyers come in second spot. Well, I guess tied for the top spot in the Metropolitan Division. It's almost silly at this point, just two games in to look at the standings. But Flyers 2-0 on the season. They're plus four in goal differential on the season. A few players have gotten off to really good starts. Travis Konechny, who we've talked about uh, quite a bit on this podcast, leading the Flyers in points. Two games played, three goals and an assist. Unbelievable assist to Scott Lawton, a game-winning goal. He's been all over it for the Flyers. James Van Riemsdyk having a sneaky good start. Two games played, three points, all assist for JVR. Kevin Hayes with three points as well. Ivan Provorov and Tony D'Angelo, both members of that top pair with three points, and Morgan Frost and Tanner Lasinski each with two points for the Flyers. So they're going to need full value tonight on the road for the home opener against Tampa to get the job done. Assuming it's Carter Hart tonight, probably Felix Sandstrom tomorrow night. Hart's played in the Flyers' only two games thus far this season. And while he's given up some goals that I know he doesn't like, in particular the first game against the Devils, that first goal that kind of leaked through him, probably didn't like one of the, the second goal so much in the Vancouver game, even though he was impeded a little bit to make the save and Garland had all the time in the world. Uh, but so far, just four goals allowed, 67 saves. He's got uh, on the season, just the two games. His goals against average is one. And I mean, a 940 save percentage. He's been excellent. You wouldn't never figure that he's a goaltender that didn't play a second of preseason games. He just has come out, been ready to go, and really sharp mentally, even though I thought in the one game against the Devils through a little bit of the first period and some of the second period that he was fighting the puck a little bit. Pucks that he usually just kind of traps and keeps and you know ends plays with his glove. I thought he was fighting it a little bit, kind of punching at a few pucks, but I mean, he's really been good. And in the second period of the Vancouver game when they were down to nothing, just made some unbelievable saves to keep them within two, and then ultimately they can come back. If that game goes to 3 nothing, the, the likelihood of them winning it is not very likely. So to keep it at 2 nothing, and then be able to get it tied in the second period, then go into the third, and then weather that storm, the 6-on-4 storm at the end of the game, Hart was excellent in that. And he's been competing his butt off. I know he's worked really hard in camp and worked really hard this offseason and he's a, a guy that right now, despite the fact that he didn't play preseason, is off to a really good start like a, a number of other Flyers. But this is going to be an interesting week because they're going on the road for the first time. There's going to be a step up in competition here. I know that Tampa's only 1-2 and two on the season, but when you're going to see Tampa, Florida, and the Predators in the next three games all on the road after beating the Devils and the Canucks, two non-playoff teams last year, um, it, it, there's a step up there. We'll see if it ultimately ends up that way. A lot of people are predicting New Jersey to be a team that's going to fight for a playoff spot. We'll see if that happens or not. They're not off to a great start. They're 0-2. And then, obviously, Vancouver's a team that got so far behind last year in the standings. Once Bruce Boudreaux came in, they played really well, but they were too far out at that point to kind of make up the ground. They were looking to get a fast start this year. They've lost their first two games as well after having leads in both of them, a 3 nothing lead against Edmonton and then a 2 nothing lead against the Flyers and they end up losing both of those games. So certainly, though, a step up in competition tonight. We'll get more info, more data on what this team is over these next three games. Tonight in Tampa, tomorrow in Florida, new look Florida team. Note that Jonathan Huberto, no Mackenzie Weger, bringing Kachuk. So we'll get a look at Florida tomorrow night who are in Boston Last night, 
And then we'll see the Nashville Predators and UC Soros, Roman Yossi, and uh, some of their players coming up on Saturday in Nashville. So busy week of hockey. Uh, the other night, though, at the Flyers game, it was the opening night, Thursday, uh, when they faced the Devils. Commissioner Gary Bettman was uh, at the game. He's been making some stops around the league on different nights in different cities and does this at the beginning of most years, actually. We haven't seen it the past couple because of COVID protocols and travel restrictions and you know all that stuff that went along with it. Uh, but Gary met with the Philadelphia local media uh, at the press area uh, the other night on Thursday. And then I had a chance to catch up with him one-on-one, talk about the Flyers, talk about the NHL, and a number of topics. And here's my conversation with NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman. Uh, we're with Fly- uh, excuse me, Flyers Commissioner, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman. Gary, how are you? Ed Snyder would have liked you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he would. Um, we're here in his old office space, oddly yeah. enough, as we talk. Um, it's really good to be back to normal. Locker room's open. I can see your face. You can see mine. It's a little, little different, huh? Well, the last two and a half years have been tough for everybody, not just in hockey. Uh, but we had great cooperation from ownership, the Players Association, players, all of our business partners and the fans. And it's good to be back to normal because people really love being a part of the game and having our buildings full is all part of that. You know, having all these different variables and contingencies down to contingency, probably double F at some point. Just to go into a season with the structure of the way this game is, when it's supposed to start, the biorhythm of your body when the hockey starts, that's got to be a huge relief to you and your staff that did a great job over the, the, the kind of the term of the pandemic. It was wearing on everybody. And as I said, it's not just us in hockey. It was everybody who was affected by this pandemic throughout the world. Uh, but, you know, I, I say it, we're all sick of COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it's great to be looking forward. Uh, as far as looking forward to the game and where the game is, you, you had a, a Stanley Cup winner last year in Colorado. Uh, a team like Tampa gets there again. Where is the game for you right now? People say that, one, our competitive balance is extraordinary, perhaps the best in all of professional sports. And two, our game has never been more skillful, faster, more entertaining, uh, more offensive in terms of point production. Uh, I think we're in a very, very, very good place. Uh, the game is just fun to, par- to watch. It is, and the, the offensive nature that we saw last year. One of the things that happened in this offseason, there was this narrative that you know free agents or players didn't want to play north of the border or players only left Columbus and didn't go. We saw a lot of changes in that regard. That's good for the league. Well, what's good for the league is to have 32 competitive, healthy teams. Uh, We are the strongest, the healthiest we've ever been. Uh, And, you know, players choose to play in particular places for a variety of reasons. And I don't think any group of franchises or any particular franchise has been pointed out in a negative way people have reasons for playing where they want to play and we haven't had a canadian team win the the cup since 93 but that 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 goes into a narrative that we're two different leagues we're the national hockey league Mm -hmm. we cover 30 hard thing to win (laughs) it is and there are 32 franchises in two countries and it's not canada versus the u.s uh, let me ask you about marketing this game, because when you became the commissioner, there was no TikTok, there was no YouTube, there wasn't a lot of these things, but that's how you have to market now. Well, there was no iPhones, the internet was in its infancy. Uh, we, particularly for younger fans, 
need to be very conscious of providing as many contact points as possible so that no matter who you are and what you want to get out of the game, we need to provide it to you on your terms, and that's what we try to do. It's all about the great content we have, the games and everything that goes on around the games, and even with the data we now have, NHL Edge, which is puck and player tracking, you can get inside the game in unprecedented ways. Does Gary Bettman ever go down a, a TikTok rabbit hole at night? No, I, I, uh, <laughs> personally, I try to, uh, and it's a function of my age, stay away from the digital platforms. Last thing for you. Um, you know, Formula One had a huge growth because they did a show on Netflix called Drive to Survive. Mm-hmm. And, and it's always been my contention, the way to get your hooks really into people is to expose them to these players in their raw environment. We, we, and we've been doing that more and more. Road to the Winter Classic, mm-hmm. Road to the Stanley Cup, uh, providing more access not just to the game itself, but around the game and who our players are and what they do and you know how they work out and what they eat and what they drive and what their families are like and what kind of dog they may own. Those are all things that fans, particularly younger fans, want to know about. We're very conscious of that and working hard to provide that type of connectivity. You feel like you're in a good place to, to show the personality of the players? Because that's been one thing about well, hockey players. Well, because we're, we've historically been the most team-centric sport, I think the younger players are more focused on putting themselves out there, which is a good thing. And I think the game and our teams are more receptive to that. And so you're seeing it on an increasing basis, which is great for the game, most importantly great for our fans. Gary, thanks for taking the time. Have a great season. Always good to be with you. Thank you. Always good to talk to the commissioner, and I certainly get a sense from him and his staff, Bill Daly, the deputy commissioner, and everybody at the league office that, There's a lot less stress right now trying to figure out all of these contingency plans that they had to figure out over the last couple of years. I mean, it was contingency plan after contingency plan. Things were changing daily in a lot of cases in regards to how a pro pro sports league can operate with fans, without fans, with protocols, level of protocols throughout a, a global pandemic. So there's certainly a lot less stress going on at the league office and Thanks to Gary Bettman for joining us on this episode of Flyers Daily. We appreciate it as always. Uh, We appreciate you listening as well. Flyers in Tampa tonight. We'll break it down tomorrow and we'll also preview Flyers Panthers. So enjoy your hockey tonight. We'll break it down and preview it tomorrow. Join us tomorrow on another brand new episode of Flyers Daily.